Welcome back, Kansas City. Your Chiefs have gotten through two-thirds of this offseason, this preseason, getting ready for the 2021 regular season to come. We're going to talk about this game, what it means, who's in the top 100, and honestly, what has to happen from this point forward. It's going to be fun. Welcome to Monday's Locked On Chiefs. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Hey, hey. Howdy. So, we didn't do a post-game show, folks, because quite frankly, it's the preseason. We're going to be doing this for you post-game after all the regular season. So, we're going to break it down, who's where, who's when. Um, But a couple of interesting notes. Um, Would you call it an accomplishment for two specific Chiefs? I don't know that i call it an accomplishment, although both of them moved up and... I should have had this pulled up, and I apologize. I, Chris Jones, I think, is number 34 on the NFL Top 100, and Tyreek Hill is 15, maybe? Uh, I mean, either was, way, that's some good recognition. I think there's at least one or two still to come in this countdown. Uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey is still not listed, and Patrick Mahomes is still not listed. So, yeah, Cheetah was 15 this year. He was 22 last year. Chris Jones was uh, trying to think. Huh? 50-ish, right? Yeah, last year and this year he's 34. So, um, you know, big move up for him. Uh, Can't say I blame him. He had a fantastic year. And honestly, with the way he's looked in the preseason, and that's really maybe what we should start talking about to begin with, is the way he's looked in the preseason, I'm not so sure he's not in the top 20 next year. Yeah, I mean, especially with the move to the end. Right. It it is just the preseason. But, I mean, he looks as comfortable – he looks now like I expected him to be at midseason after playing the majority of his snaps at end. Yeah. He looks ready to go, and I think that's going to be a great thing for Kansas City. I'm hoping that they can get Frank Clark back. Uh, and if he can just be a little above average or uh, you know, even close to what he was in the playoffs, that would be fantastic for Kansas City, and they'd be in great shape. Yeah. I mean, with that dynamic duo and what we saw from the guys that are filling in at the tackle spots, I mean, they're not even up to full speed. I was going to say, we haven't even seen Derek Naughty yet this preseason. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's going, that's encouraging because, uh, yeah, he's not a pass rusher, but he's fantastic at stopping the run. So that's really going to help at different times as well. Uh, and around the league, to, to have them start to get recognized, not as a team that, that put together a great run in 19, but individual players uh, outside of Mahomes that are that elite, I expect Travis and he to both be in the top five, if anything, or if everything's right in the world. We'll see. Um, but that that also goes with a grain of salt. This is this is you know as much popularity contest as everything else. Yeah, and I I don't know that Travis will be in the top five. I think he could be in the top five. I'm just not sure that they'll put him that high. Generally, I, I would think that Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Mahomes are going to take up three of those spots. Aaron Donald's going to be up there, so I would mm-hmm. see Travis in the top ten easy. But uh, and obviously because they've done I, all all the way to eleven, they've done the countdown, so he's going to be in the top ten. I just don't know where. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure how they were releasing, if they're going to cut that into fives here as they get down the stretch. Yeah, and I and honestly, that's the other thing is you start talking about how they're going to get down to, you know, we need to start talking about the roster because there's five more positions that are needed are going to be, need to be cut this week by Tuesday to get down to the 80-man roster, I guess is what it's going to be mm-hmm. uh, for the next week. And then they'll have one more game. And after that game, then they have to cut down to 53. 
And yeah. we might have a bonus episode for you uh, around that time because usually when we find out all the cuts, we kind of need to talk yeah, about We got to go over them. It's not like clockwork. There is another game coming up on Friday night. Then we'll hear what Andy confirms. Um, I was happy to see that he largely stuck to his script. You know, Mahomes did not play the entire half, and I think that's good. Glad to see Henny get a couple uh, of goes with the, the first-team offensive line. And happy to see them get extended time. You know, I mean, that's just the generalities of this game. We'll get into the details in a little bit. But just in terms of game flow, how were you happy with this second preseason game? Honestly, I was really happy about it. I think that, you know, Kansas City being 2-0, and, you know, I've said before, I don't really care if they win or lose. But the first-team offense looked good for the most part. I, I do think that there are some things that need to, they need to work on. Uh, we did find out that Tyreek Hill has a little bit of a hamstring in, injury or little tightness in the hamstring, so they decided to sit him, which I think is a smart idea. There's no reason to play him. And that actually gave McCall Hardman a chance to run as the number one wide receiver, and you saw how that ended up. Um, yeah. He struggled at times. Now, don't get me wrong. He had a great catch in the end zone from Henny. It was a great adjustment for him, great adjustment with his hands, uh, and way to get his butt down in the playing field. Um, but he just was not on the same page with Holmes. Yeah, it seemed to come and go, and I think that – that is going to be the key thing to kind of stack what else happens at the pass catching positions. And I think when we get back, we'll get into that because I got to tell you that it is football time and it is time to lay your bets down at betonline.ag. It's your number one spot for pro and college football action this season. You can get all the updated odds, props, and contests, and including their newest thing, the online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest 200,000 NFL survivor contest. They're all open now over at betonline.ag. That's a lot of dough flying around. Uh, head over to their website, check it out, whatever device you want, and you get 100% welcome bonus now. 100%. That is hard to beat. Be sure you take advantage of the opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th for those games. I'm sorry, for that game. And if you lose, your wages refunded. No, no worries. Uh, it's for new customers only when you're signing up. But it's over at betonline.ag, the fastest, easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports specifically this one, um, the only one that really matters. So check Thank out that. Right? Like, I'm not going to go into all the others. Sorry, guys. I'm not yeah. reading it that way. Um, BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So, so I'm glad you brought up pass catchers. Mm-hmm. I really do think, and, and this is, I, I know you want to talk about wide receivers, and we'll get there in a second. I really want to talk about something else really quick. If you haven't already and, and you're not subscribed to Seth Kaiser's Substack, you need to subscribe to Seth Kaiser's Substack. Get a fantastic article about Jody Fortson. And I, while I will say, you can do yeah, that. there you go. Appreciate that. What I, while I will say it was against third and fourth stringers, mm-hmm. the technique is there for him blocking. Him not being on the roster this year doesn't make sense to me. If they cut him, they're going to lose him, in my opinion. He's done too much. That one-handed catch alone i think i think we'll give somebody we'll give somebody the option of at least giving him a chance to play Mm -hmm. i mean he doesn't have to be a starting tight end anywhere but in kansas city he would be at best probably the number three maybe i mean maybe he could roll into the number two uh if if gray is not up to par early on in the season but generally speaking he's going to be the number three so i i really i hope that he's able to make it i do think that he showed enough blocking and that's really what we question the entire offseason is, was he going to be able to do that? He showed it. I specifically yeah. watched those snaps. I thought he showed enough when it came to the blocking. Yeah, I mean, there's a level of competition issue there. 
yep. he he's got to do it against starters, and he's not until he gets that opportunity. We won't know for certain, but I, I'm with you. I think he has earned enough um, plus blocking ability to get those shots. I don't know if that's going to happen in this next game. I would love to see him get some first half reps with the ones as just a fill it. Um, I felt like Noah Gray played later, more snaps in the second half than the first. And so maybe there's room for that. I'm not sure. They played a lot of Blake Bell early last week. I'm just really surprised because it seems like Fortson was playing with the ones in training camp, but they haven't given him any time with Patrick in preseason games. So you have to wonder if if they're trying to make it to where they think they can keep him on the practice squad. I, I hope that that's not what they're doing. And I guess really where it comes to when it comes to the blocking for me, I agree there is a level of competition issue. But to me, he had the technique, which was the most important. If you can have the technique, you can get to the point where you can get to a better level of competition in that regard, in my opinion. Um, it, it's the want to, and he definitely had the want to. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, effort is, is not 80% of blocking. Yep. The other 40% is technique. <laughs> There's Ryan with his great math. So yeah, well, you depending on the coach, you're going to get different percentages. But it, it right. is important. And I think that I still don't like the idea of keeping four. Yep. But I, I will say it again to anyone who will listen. I don't think Blake Bell gives you anything that's worth keeping that an offensive lineman in a six man role gives you. Right. And I think Joda showed more upside in the past game. So I don't know. It's it's going to be tough. But before I forget, I also want to give you guys this. There is an announcement. They're going to make an announcement uh, about the winner of Therese Paylor's scholarship fund. If you want to still get in on that, you can do that here at giving.howard.edu slash give now. You got to make sure you put in there that's the foundation for Therese Paylor, though. Um, there, it's, yep. it's like a, a form that you fill out. But I wanted to get you that. And if you just want to support them as well, you can help, hit over here to Breaking Tea. Pick up those all juice items. I think that's really worth it. But yep, and by all means, thank you very much for anybody that's contributed uh, to that. Uh, we really Absolutely. do appreciate it, uh, Mister. Every, every day, all the time, and anybody you talk to in sports yep. radio, e- not even in Kansas City, you will hear about him. Um, and I think I think Jody Fortin is a guy that he would enjoy seeing this evolution of his of his juice. Oh, you know could, what I mean? you, could you imagine how he would have gone off on that one handed <laughs> catch? Right, right. I mean, I mean if, you, if you were actually in the stadium with him when he saw that one in a catch, he would have just been he would have been electric about that. Yeah. And to me, that was that was just part of what made Therese so special. And you know, like I said, miss him every day. I miss you know being able to read his stuff, being, miss being able to listen to him, miss being able to talk to him. Uh, great guy, and and please go support his scholarship fund. And and if you want a t shirt, go get it at breaking at breaking tea. So we do appreciate that as well. And the one thing, the last thing I'll say on the Fortson issue is. The question I have, and this is something that we'll have to talk about later, is how many are they going to keep at every position? Because if they only keep three running backs, maybe you can't keep four tight ends. The problem is is you, you have so many alignment you're going to keep. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, and it does depend on how many are healthy, although it's a complication with long and LDT right now because you either have to put them on IR and lose them for the season if you do it beforehand. Like long is, is eligible for the pup, LDT is not. Right. So he and I has think- to make it on. Right, and I think I think I do think that Long is going to be on the pup. I do think that that's going to be their their move there. I don't think he's going to be active for the first six weeks. Uh, and LDT is a little bit of a complication. You're right. Uh, if he's going to be on IR, they have to have him on the roster. Um, so that's going to complicate things as well. And unfortunately, that complication might cost them somebody like Dries Fountain. 
who I think should be on this 53 now. I think he showed it even more in this second. I'm glad you brought him up. That that long ball catch that he had mm-hmm. was a thing of beauty. And honestly, that's not his game. Exactly. That's what impressed me the most about it. Is like he is more of a bigger possession type wide receiver. And that 40 yard pass that he caught was fantastic. He burnt his guy because of the route he ran. And that's that's why running your routes the cleanest you can is going to be the biggest way you can get uh, open. And he showed it there. And yes, there's a level of competition issue, but he was still in with, that was against mostly the twos, I believe at that point. So it wasn't a big thing. And they, and he got snaps with the ones yeah. and, and people want to argue that it wasn't the ones because Chad Henney was in. Well, guess what? <laughs> the rest of the first string offense, other than Tyree kill was in. Right. Uh, and I think that's an important distinction. Now, clearly right. he has a connection with Henny, but yeah. You can say whatever you want about everybody else. I thought Byron Pringle showed out pretty well. Oh, dude, that catch across the middle. Right? Right? And being able to just hold on to it, yeah. And I think that clears things up. Marcus Kemp had a big catch as well, and I think we all know what his special team's capability is. So, to me, they're rounding out the top six. I don't – nothing against Shepard maybe doing returns, but I I don't think that works. So, for me, it's about who plays in what position. And for the love of me, I don't know – why Demarcus Robinson cannot tuck the ball in? Oh, God, I was going to ask you how you felt about that. I, I'm. I, I did you enjoy the loaf of bread? The multiple times the loaf of bread. I mean, does he keep in touch with Shady? Is it like uh, off season training? Like I don't know. I don't get it. At some point, it's going to cost this team, and yeah. that, that's the unfortunate thing is that at some point, it's going to cost the team uh, because it's going to happen that it's going to get knocked out of his hands and. Honestly, I don't understand why you have him returning kicks either. I think uh, that was just to save reps for other guys. Maybe. But, well, but they've done it in the regular season. Yeah. And was it even the playoffs last year? I can't remember if it was the playoffs or not. But, man, it's frustrating to watch him as a kick returner because he doesn't go north and south. He goes side to side, and then he sometimes goes south. Uh, and so that's a little frustrating. Uh, you know, you start talking about the wide receivers. Uh, there are lots of guys that are, are you know, hungry for reps there. And, and one of them, like you said, Byron Pringle, I think he did a fantastic job uh, in that game. And, and when you're talking about being hungry for something, if you haven't checked out our friends over at Built Bar, you need to. That was nice. Yeah, go ahead and bring that out, sir. <laughs> and you got one upside down, but that's fine. Yeah, well. Yeah. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor, Ryan? Do you know? Um, right now it's this English toffee. Okay, but, but the coconut brownie chunk has been one of my favorites overall. Yeah, God, I wish they'd bring that back. Bill, if you're listening, please bring that back. <laughs> they have nine regular delicious flavors, coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something there for everyone. Right now, my favorite flavor is salted caramel. Obviously, I do love the coconut brownie chunk. I wish they'd bring that back. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have between 17 and 18 grams of protein, between 130 and 180 calories, and just five, four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to build.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at build.com. It's, it's not the only thing that helps. You know, it's good to have nutrition. It's good to have everything that you need. And sometimes what you need is other parts so that you can get back and forth and to the stadium, to the tailgate. You know, if you need that special adapter for your hitch, so you can get the Titan, the big old 
slide in camper titan so you can put your smoker on the back of of your vehicle you can do that at rockauto.com they have everything that you need over there 50 percent, 100 percent off and it doesn't matter if you're do it yourself or if you do this for a living and you need parts just for you it doesn't matter they're a family business and they've been doing it for 20 years they'll take care of you and their prices are reliably low for absolutely everyone go to rockauto.com check them out put everything into your cart and in that how did you hear about us slot right in locked on so they know that we sent you Rock Auto is where you need to go for everything you need for your car, truck, amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car, truck will ever need. Check out rockauto.com. Parts are getting harder to find on the Chiefs' defense, though, because I it feels like things are becoming more clear to me. How do you feel about them? I agree. I think we know who the top three corners are. I don't think Baker's one of them. Uh, I think Hughes has settled in there, and I think he's taking that job. And actually, that kind of excites me a little bit because – Look at what they were able to do, and this is the thing that Brett Beach does so well, and this is kind of why I go back to what I said before about different players. And I know a lot of people said, don't go get Josh Rosen. I get it. Mm-hmm. But this is what Beach does. He goes and gets guys that other teams don't seem to want anymore. And honestly, I think Hughes has looked very good. And you know, there are people out there, Nate Taylor, uh, he said it. I think Matt Der- maybe Matt Derrick said it, uh, that – Hughes is their best punt returner. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty large. It's pretty and large he's not the fastest there. guy either. It's not about blazing speed. It's right. about being able to see the field and make your way through. Yep. It's your vision. And that can, you know, that can be huge. If he can if he can play and he can play consistently, that really helps Kansas City throughout this whole entire season. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he's able to translate and if he's able to continue to put together the strong performance that he's had so far. Baker, I thought, still looked good, uh, but he's clearly behind Hughes at this point in my mind. Uh, and then you start looking at the other guys. Fenton didn't even play because he had some kind of injury, and I, I apologize, I can't remember what it was. Um, and then, you know, you have other guys that are still there for corners. You know, what are they going to do with Boodle? Uh, Zane Anderson got time with A the lot. ones. Yeah. Right. That was surprising to me. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what to think of that because I really – I'll have to go back and watch preseason game number one. I didn't see it. I didn't see it was Zane Anderson is, I guess, really what I'm saying. I just yeah, I don't think it. he played. Oh, not with, he definitely did. not in the first half. No, he didn't in the first half. He played in the second half. I remember him playing in the second half. But I didn't see it with that level of competition. So maybe it was something they saw at practice. Maybe it was something in the game. I don't know. It was interesting because he was the big surprise on Monday after the first preseason game, uh, the first day that I was there. Um, and now that I'm looking at the list, he played the most snaps of any safety tied with Juan Thornhill. So that's a long look. Oh, and speaking of Juan Thornhill, Ooh. Obi-Wan, <laughs> right? I, what I, an I interception, man. Right? That was a great play. It, it was. And I, I don't know what's holding him back or what has been holding him back. He says he's 100% back now. I, I can only hope so because that looked good. Yeah, somebody said that he's still dealing with a groin injury or he's coming back from a groin injury, and I do remember hearing that, but I wouldn't think that that would have kept him into the third stringer reps. If anything, that would keep you off the field, uh, not playing with the third stringers. So that really doesn't seem to make sense to me, but it is what it is, and I don't think he's getting cut. I did did have somebody ask me that. I do have to ask you this, though. Is it possible, and I know we're talking defense, but is it possible Demarcus Robinson is a surprise cut this year? Nope. I wouldn't think so either. Not even close. 
It doesn't it matter what any of us outside the building think. They love him. He is. Yeah. And it's not just his athletic ability. He connects with Mahomes. He's a positive dude. He's a great locker room presence. Like, he fits what they want to be, and he can make plays. Does he do it consistently enough? No. Does he do it in a way that makes me cringe a lot of times? Yes. Yep. But this team loves him. He's not going anywhere. Yep. I agree with that sentiment. I just had people asking, so yeah. I thought I would bring it up. Unfortunately, it looks like Devin Key has been demoted rather steeply. Um, he's looking like a bright squad candidate to me right now. Yeah. Don't and, know about Will Parks in that mix. And or Armani Watts. Key got burned again. Yeah. Uh, that was sad to see. I, you know, I was really impressed with what I had heard about him at camp and then seeing him in preseason games. I just, we haven't seen it. And obviously I didn't go to camp this year, so I didn't see it there. But, you know, you would have to think that after the preseason he's had, he is a practice squad candidate. And I don't think that they would lose him if they cut him, which honestly with the way it sounded, if he would have just played decently, it would have been a possibility uh, that they would have lost him if they would have cut him. But with the way he's been burnt a couple of times now, I think that's probably a safe thing that they're going to do is that they'll cut him. And, and let's keep in mind, um, like I'm not counting Rashad Fenton out from being the third. I don't think he's there because I think he's better in the nickel and the team thinks he's better in the nickel. And I don't know that they want to leave the Jarius out on the on the outside all the time. So right now I am leaning towards Hughes being the guy that, that plays um, you know, third most reps. But don't count him out. But the other thing that I will say is tomorrow when they practice, uh, I believe Coach Reed will speak, and I think they're going to get a couple of players. If we hear from the beat reporters that Zane Anderson is not getting reps with the one all of a sudden, then that means that they understand what they have in Will Parks and Armani Watts, who they've got a lot of experience. And they understand with Juan and Tyron, right? And so they used Key in the first week to get a look. They used Anderson in the second week to get a look. Maybe they promote someone else. Maybe it goes back to Juan being in there all the time. But I think this next practice is going to be key to giving us a clue as to what's going to happen, not only in the third preseason game, but in week one of the regular season. Yeah, and I'm really wondering what he's going to do. Is he going to stick with what he said he was going to do going into this game? Is Are the starters really going to play as long as he said they were going to play? Um, I, I have a hard time believing that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, honestly, it goes back to what we said, what I said before. If you would have had four preseason games, you would have been doing it. So I don't understand why you wouldn't do it now because yeah. you have the same amount of time off. That's my big thing is is the time off is the thing that's not changing. You don't have a chance of, you know, I guess you have a chance of getting them dinged in the last preseason game and that would suck. But yeah, oof. But really, you know, football is a, is a hard sport. And how much did it, uh, did your heart jump into your chest when, or, jump into your throat, sorry, when Mahomes was running the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch Schwartz told me I'm wrong, that he should not have stepped up and delivered that ball. I wanted him to take a step or two and just heave it and get it out of his hand. I don't want him running yep. in the, in the yep. preseason. But I will defer to Mitch Schwartz because Mitch knows all about offensive line play and the pocket in particular, and I do not. But I'm just saying, Patrick, just throw it away and, and end the play, please. Do not yeah, run around. Especially <laughs> the preseason. Yeah, I mean, just oh. If you want to do that, if you want to do that in the fourth quarter of a regular season game, okay. Yeah, I'm just, but no. Yeah, I just throw I, in the dirt. I don't care. An incompletion in the preseason is meaningless. <laughs> well, and then and then to run the ball and not slide—that's what drove me the nuts the most. Yeah, I mean, I get you're going to take hits, but man, yeah, I just and, you know, 
kudos to him. He's a tough, he's a tough guy and, you know, great. I'm happy about that. You start looking at the rest of this team and, and obviously you have those other guys, you have guys that will do that as well. Uh, and when you have your general out there doing that for you, uh, that makes you want to play just a little bit harder. So I get it. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how this turns out this week with Mahomes because you know he wanted to go back into that game. Yeah. He wants to play. <laughs> yeah. Which I will say, that's one thing. One other thing I want to talk about before we close. Did you hear the pregame interview with Kyler Murray or did you hear what they were talking about about Kyler Murray? Mm-mm. Kyler said he wanted to get in, get a score, and be done. He didn't want to play because the game didn't matter. I'm not trying to read too much into that, but Mahomes wants to play every snap. Yeah. Which would you rather have? There's a different kind of competitiveness with 1 p.m. 15. Yeah. That's all, I'm, that's all I'm saying. I just, you know, I get it. it. It doesn't matter. I get it from that perspective. But honestly, the first string defense shut the Cardinals down. So, yeah. I don't know if that's more of a reflection of the defense, who I thought played very well, yep. or the Cardinals offense. We'll see. No Larry Fitz. Um, suspect running. No Hopkins. Like, yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of missing. So, right. you know. But still, three and out is three and out. I mean, and then they do three, three and outs start the game. I mean, that's impressive against an offense that should be pretty good. And yeah, I know you're missing your key pieces there, but Kyler didn't look great. He never looked really comfortable to me, in my opinion. Um, so, and I think that was part of the pass rush getting there. And Chris Jones is going to have, is going to be a monster this season. There's nothing else that I can say about that. Yeah. There's nothing can even top that. I mean, it's going to, it's going to be ugly for opposing teams. I just have to say this as my last thing, Tommy Townsend, Please figure it out. You did fantastic in preseason game number one. <laughs> just to completely let us let the team down in preseason game number two. I just, I don't get it. You have this huge leg. You have the entire length of the field you could punt, and you punt at 38 yards. Yeah, well, nobody's when perfect. Doing, I know, but when you're doing 60 the week before, it's just like, come on. So, I mean, realistically, he has to do this once or twice a game. Yeah. You know, he's going to be fine. Yeah, I understand. I just, I wish that he could be a little bit more consistent. (laughs) I don't care if you don't kick at 60 normally, but if if he could at least do, you know, 45 every time that's your low, I'd be good with that. Trust Tommy. He'll be fine. Okay. (laughs) You trust that hair. Go right ahead. Hey, the hair doesn't have nothing to do with it. Cut it off. See what happens. It'll be fine. (laughs) All right, folks. We hope that you enjoyed this game and our look at it today. We'll be back with you tomorrow as they get ready for the final preseason game and what will be make or break for a number of players. We'll have Matt and Derek back this week and we'll get into uh, maybe some prognostications and then look for our 53 coming at you next week. We hope that you have a great one. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.